water, sparkling water, lemon, osmosis, carbonated, filtered, distilled. See? Welcome to And So It Flows, the only show for H2O. I am your super water man, your ambassador for water. Super psyched to be here with you with And So It Flows here at 89.7 WTBRFM, Pittsfield Community Radio. And So It Flows brings it to you, and it's all about the water. Today we're going to have Meredith Babcock in here. She's going to be talking about a lot of stuff. From the Westfield River to puppeteering to the abundance of water, the fool will get thirsty. Yeah, Meredith is going to be talking about uh, water and other things that uh, have inspired her to actually take on water in multiple different ways. So it's really exciting to have around second half of the show. So tune on in uh we got a little bit of water music coming your way and let's go check that out uh we're gonna be starting with uh scott mccreary water tower town and so it flows the only show for h2o
That was Water Tower Town. Scott McCreary singing that one. Uh, that was coming from Clear as Day. You're listening. You're listening some backdrop. We're here by the ocean. Super Waterman here with And So It Flows, the only show for H2O. Really, just thanks for coming down. Super excited to be here with you, providing you some H2O point of view. I call it intentional water media for the other 75%. Yes, 75% of us is H2O. Each and every one of us is at least that. Unless, of course, you're extraordinarily dehydrated. But uh, normal humans have about 75% water. It's truly amazing. Why and so it flows. We'll tell you more as we go along. But really, to get water's point of view is really amazing. Because you're finding out that it provides access to life. And isn't that something? There's so much more to water. So much more. We have some Billy Ellish coming with Ocean Eyes. You're listening to And So It Flows, the only show for H2O.
Billy Ellish singing Ocean Eyes. Don't Smile at Me album. Another water tune coming your way. Why water songs? Why? You ask your host, Super Waterman. Why? I'll tell you why. It's about our show. How do we... How do we find ways to connect people with the relevance and value of water? Well, that's what And So It Flows is all about. And So It Flows blends H2O music, H2O news, H2O talk, and we are bringing water to listeners' radar screens in both simple and profound ways. Our show actually engages listeners to see water through a wider prism and so it flows is intentional water media for the other 75%, the part of Earth that no one speaks for. And we now see water as more than a clear liquid. Water is our culture, religion, philosophy, economy, art, music, politics throughout the moist fabric of our lives. You could say that I'm bringing water outside the cup. And that's what And So It Flows is all about. So stay tuned as we keep on flowing through the next part of our existence together here at And So It Flows. You're listening to 89.7 WTBR-FM Pittsfield Community Radio.
Wata winegi konsu, wata winegi wanaga, wata winegi konsu, wata winegi wanaga. Si tú quieres bailar, sopa de caracol, hey, wata negi konsu.
You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. You know who that was just singing before? That was Florence and the Machine, What the Water Gave Me, off her Ceremonials album. And before that, and a little shout out to the local Latin community, Sopa de Caracol, off the Banda Blanca. That's uh, Sopa de Caracol, for those of you who don't speak Spanish, means soup of, I think it's seashell, seashell soup. And uh, an incredible merengue beat. Totally love Sopa de Caracol and soap, soup as well as seashells need water to be created and live you're listening to and so it flows the only show for h2o and super excited we have our, our guest came in and uh she's sitting being with us i'll bring her on in the next couple of minutes uh meredith babcock from westfield wild and scenic rivers until justice rolls down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. Martin Luther King. You know, that's really cool. It's because it's about America. It's about freedom, human rights, inspirational, justice, peace, pride, and water. Common thread. Water runs through it. Here's another one. In one drop of water are found all the secrets of all the oceans. In one aspect of you are found all the parts of existence. And that's Khalil Gibran Jr. And that's existence, life, philosophy, and water. You ask why? Because water doesn't ask. Water just flows. A little bit more uh, tunage coming your way with uh, Bad Moon Rising, Credence Clearwater Revival. And at the middle of the hour, at 2.30, actually 2.32-ish, we're going to be bringing on Meredith Babcock from Westfield Wild and Scenic Rivers. And she'll talk to us and be with us and answer some questions regarding her work in water. And perhaps a few other tidbits of her work in the world.
listening to And So It Flows, the only show for H2O, here on WBCR LP 97.7 FM, that was Creedence Clearwater Revival. Why the music? It's like water does. So we could chill and be like overwhelmed with how much water is in our music. And coming on up, we got our current ship of state. Here's World Party with Ship of Fools.
That was Ship of Fools song by World Party and Anthony Thistlethwaite, which is a hard, hard name to pronounce. But when you're by the water, you really don't care if people pronounce your name a little off. You're listening to And So It Flows. I'm your super waterman, ambassador for water. We're here at WTBR FM in Pittsfield. It's actually 89.7 WTBR FM Pittsfield Community Radio. And uh, our show is water and water and water and we have a really great great guest and our guest today is Meredith Babcock Meredith say hi to our water loving listeners It's really great to to be able to to speak and be with each other and find out really what everybody has in the area of water and what everybody's story is. Tell me a little bit about Wild and Scenic Westfield River and what's going on what does wild and scenic mean? That's a really good place to start. Um, the wild and scenic is a designation that a river wanted to look at and consider a pristine waterway. If it has what they call outstanding remarkable values. So if it's particularly scenic or has recreational values that are unique sometimes geological, it can be wildlife, historic, sometimes it's cultural features. And uh, the designation helps both recognize and it also adds layers of protection. Mm, mm. I think I'm having a technical issue where, oh, try now. Try now. Try now. That's That's sounding a little better. That's sounding way better. (laughs) We're going to start We're that. We're going to start again. Now, I love technical difficulties. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, there was probably a background echo of someone was thinking of talking, you know, and I was really, 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 really glad that Jeff came in to uh, solve our issue that I was like a little freaking out about. Isn't that nice? I think I want a Jeff in my back pocket for, you know... <laughs> When it, I'm on the river and have some difficulty, I'll just look up. There yeah, he'll be. So Meredith, <laughs> Meredith Babcock is with us. Uh, her mic wasn't working for about a minute and a half. But, you know, one of the things about live radio is you actually have an opportunity to be authentic. And this is what happens when human beings get involved in tech, tech stuff, which is kind of why... A lot of reasons. <laughs> uh, so tell me about Westfield River Scenic, uh, Wild and Scenic uh, Committee. It's, sure. And that's, is that the full name of it? So, well, how, how does it work? 
first the so the wild and scenic designation did we miss that part in the yeah. silent okay so i'll yeah. go ahead and <laughs> i'll get another stab at it yeah what does wild and scenic mean well it was a under the wild and scenic rivers act it's a method that our nation has for recognizing as well as uh, protecting certain waterways that are unique and the Westfield happens to be Massachusetts' very first wild and scenic river system. So I love that I get to work on this river that has those protections and that were, was recognized. It has 78 miles that are designated, which is unusual um, for a river that flows through private property as well as uh, state and federal lands. The designation itself is, is, there's sort of two ways for the nation to designate rivers. One is through the Congress, and the other is more of a state administered, which is the way that the Westfield had approached their designation. That allows for the communities to really be deeply involved in how the funding is used, and the funding comes to us through the National Park Service. So as a group of individuals went together with a common cause to the state house on Beacon Hill or something like that? And, and yeah, a, or they, ask they your local proposed, reps and Yeah, and, yep. and, and then it slowly it went up and then the final step would be to go to the Department of Interior and say, you know, we really think this river has all these qualities and the qualities are um, out. it's called outstandingly remarkable features and those would be if you have some a river that has particularly scenic stretches that or recreational uh, geological stretches history and all of those things are taken into consideration and then uh, the final step would be that the department of interior would say yes your river segments meet all that those criteria and we believe you should have this designation and then the national park service helps us uh, oversee and make decisions about how we can educate the community and and help them enjoy their river safely. I mean, I, for me, and I love working with the people that come forward to represent their towns on the committee because they really want to be the voice of the river. Oh, yeah. So, so often we'll approach a project and think, what, what do people want to get out of their interaction with the river? And I feel like the committee members learn to step back and say, what can we do to facilitate the rivers and the water's needs and invite people to participate and enjoy without any kind of damage or yeah resource disruption yeah that's that's great now a, a question so what you created with the westfield river becoming a wild and scenic designee uh it would be something like a grassroots movement to take accountability for the water water way in this particular case or water and its tributaries or the body of water but this is completely something that comes from the grassroots there you know nobody's going to be shouting in on behalf of the river and what it provides unless it's coming from the community that's one, the way that the Westfield was designated, that it's a state administered and that it did very much come out of um, bubbling out, <laughs> literally, yeah, grassroots of, of the communities the that recognized that they had a river system that was 
fairly untouched, unmanipulated. One of the things that I've gotten to be a part of is watching uh, assessments take place of certain segments and the East Branch that has the East Branch Trail that runs the whole length between Chesterfield Gorge and the Knightville Dam. There's a beautiful six and a half mile trail. And when that was looked at, they realized this has some unique riparian meadows that are in existence because human beings haven't managed or manipulated the flow. Can I just stop you there? Because sometimes I get lost in not knowing a word, even though I'm pretty linguistically facile. (laughs) Um, What does riparian mean for most, most other folks? So riparian would be anything that occurs in the floodplain or adjacent to rivers, streams, rivers, Okay, so it could be the whatever lives or is there is in this area next to the river. Would you say, depending on the size of the river, the riparian area could be larger or smaller? Or is it usually... Usually we consider 200 feet to either side of a flowing body of water as being part of that. because, Because of how much... We like, to, we like to think of all of these systems as living things that are breathing. And as they inhale, they expand or exhale and they decrease. And they have, we, we also call it their floodplain or it's the part of land that they interact yeah, with mostly. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And totally understandable. Uh, so riparian is that. So that's pretty cool. Like the community coming together and standing for. And... It then begs to say, what does it take for a community that may already have a lot of water there and the community may not be aware of the value? Not just, not, I'm not talking monetary value, but every value. Yeah, well, that's a huge part of the work that I do. So I'm the outreach and project coordinator And my job is to come up um, by listening to the community and for me personally listening to the river uh, to come up with ways in which I can conduct my outreach that conveys how significant the resource is both to the land that it flows through and to the people that choose to live and interact with it along the banks. And so often the things that, that we love to do it's difficult not to degrade, degrade habitat, waterways, simply because we're human beings and we sometimes bring things or put things on our skin or interact in a way that takes away from the very thing that we're trying to enjoy and appreciate. Exactly, exactly. So I try really hard to, to introduce people to a way of being in and with the river and the streams and the lakes that enhances instead of diminishes yeah absolutely i understand it it, you know people come to the river with multiple perspectives and you know to have water be respected in the process is 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 you know it's maybe challenging or it may be how do we find it so it's even of interest to other human beings to notice Mm -hmm. and uh, 
Actually, that's one of the reasons I started this show here at WTBR, so we can start having those conversations and take a look at, with no loss of power, what's the impact of our world on the water that surrounds us. Mm -hmm. And if, it, if it's music and culture that brings us there, let it be. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's pretty amazing. So do you, as a group... Does Wild and Scenic actually do any specific programming that brings people to the body of water without a specific task at hand? Meaning, you're not here to clean, you're not here to, uh, you're here to be or enjoy. Do you have anything like that as well? We do. And as with all of the universe, we, we all went through COVID. So we pulled back on some of our programming that just had to do with getting out. But that's coming back this year. A lot of our programs, this on the 28th, we have, it's a training slash work day, and that's teaching people about how to identify and remove invasive species that they might find. The early response or rapid ID early response always works best with invasives, so mm -hmm. I try and show people what the best ways to approach those along these river corridors. and or in their own lawns, they can take any information that we're sharing back. Yeah. Uh, we, do, we do walks, we have, I participated and developed a program to um, recognize and certify vernal pools through the Wild and Scenic program. Cool. I'll be marching in the Chester on Track Parade on the 21st with a boat character that is highlighting how uh, how we get a great deal of pleasure playing on the water and also having inviting people to come to the table and learn about some of the other things that we're doing. The committee itself is working really hard to help the small communities with some of their culvert replacements. So identifying those that are causing the most um, issue along river segments that are really high quality streams and identifying which those are and helping the communities apply for grant funding through the Department of Ecological Restoration and their stream recovery program. Mm. So we're doing uh, a lot of that. Um, we also have community grants. So if there's a group or a community that has a particular area that would benefit the river as well as the community, they can apply to our... And that has to be within a 15-town radius? We, there's of, actually, of there, the there are 10 towns that 10 have towns. designated segments. Um, Beckett, Chester, Chesterfield, Cummington, Huntington, Middlefield, Savoy, Washington, Windsor, and Worthington. And depending on the size of the hill in your hill town, you can or cannot hear that from where you are now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but... A lot of people who are in Pittsfield and listening to us right now have friends who are out there or perhaps live there and they're at work. Um, again, just for those of you who are just tuning in, you're listening to And So It Flows, the only show for H2O here at WTBR FM in Pittsfield, Pittsfield Community Radio. What's really great is to find out one thing from you. How does... Your work, oh, who we're talking to, Meredith Babcock of Wild and Scenic Westfield River um, 
committee group, but Wildman Scenic West, um, Westfield River. You are also a famed puppeteer. <laughs> so talk to us a little, because we have about, you know, five minutes left. And I just want people to get to see if there's been any, any intersection between your uh, famed puppeteering and water. And, and what exactly is it? Sure. Um, if I toured for many years as Dr. Marmalade. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I was asked to write a show called The Watershed Waltz. And that was specifically to help broaden the way we think of and, and interact with the resource. Um, that toured to elementary schools throughout the Westfield area and, and much farther. We performed it at the Berkshire Museum a couple wow. of years in a row. That's great. And that was uh, just a, a wonderful way to reach out to families and children who are still in such a place of excitement and discovery. Are you willing to do that elsewhere? Um, that particular show, it, it would be a, it would have to be quite a launch because it's a huge production. Uh-huh. But I do still do Dr. Marmalade every now and then. And uh-huh. I also have been doing some shadow puppetry, uh-huh. uh, creating macroinvertebrates with children to teach them about the critters that live under the water. One of my favorite being dragonflies. Oh, and they yes. live under the water for two to seven years. No way. Oh, yeah. And no way. we will have our three-foot dragonfly at the Chesteron Track Parade. And uh, just realizing that as nymphs, they live under the water and then they hatch out as adults. So they are nymphs. Yes. They're water nymphs. They're water nymphs. No way. <laughs> what do we know? What do what we know? What do we know? <laughs> you know, and that's really, really a great, great thing, you know, to have something like that come out of a conversation for water and puppeteering and and wild and scenic rivers now a couple of questions for us folks here who are listening and those who will be listening later how do people actually get in touch with wild and scenic westfield river and to participate with some of your programming we would love to have you join our email list and it's sending me an email meredith babcock the way that you do that is westfield river at gmail.com that's how you do it um and then is there a website as well there is and that has a lot of historical information but it is being updated right as we speak yeah so I know. it the, doesn't the have whole world is updating right yeah now. the whole <laughs> Thank God it's not going to be Microsoft. Yeah, so Thank I, God. <laughs> I think that uh, yeah, getting on the email list is the mo- is the way to get current information. Totally, we went down the Microsoft alley once. We don't want that again. At least let it be Google, not Microsoft. <laughs> you know, that's at least. But in the meantime, it's that's really great. Um, for those of you just tuning in, we're we're really glad to have had a conversation with uh, Meredith. Babcock of the Westfield uh, Westfield Wild and Scenic Westfield River, uh, a wild and scenic designated river in western Massachusetts on the other side, the eastern side of the hill towns, but still very nearby. And just thanks for the work that you do, the grassroots activism, the 
the puppeteering, the, the work for water that you do. And I'm sure that we'll be able to collaborate moving forward to create some opportunities to uh, expand the conversation for water. Thanks again. My pleasure. Okay, great, great. And we got some more water tunes coming your way. This one by um, Credence Clearwater Revival. You're listening to And So It Flows, the only show for H2O. And super psyched to have you be part of the water conversation.
give and raise it because my life is in shades of gray. I pray all ten fade away, sell the praise and for the seven days. And like his promise is true, only my faith can undo the many chances I blew through to bring my life to a nip. Clear blue and unconditional. Skies have dried the tears from my eyes, no one lonely cries. My only lead and hope is for the folk who can't cope with such an enduring pain that it keeps them in the pouring rain. Who's to blame for two and gain into your own vein? What a shame you shoot and aim for someone else's brain. You claim the insane and aim to stay in time for falling prey to crime. I say the system got you victim to your own mind. Dreams are hopeless aspirations and hopes are coming true. Believe in yourself, the rest is up to me. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to And So It Flows, the only show for H2O. Super happy to have had you today. Letting me moisten your ears. Because it's about the water. It's about the H2O. And it's about how do we see it as relevant and good and important and life-giving. So I'll let you inquire about that. In the abundance of water, the fool will get thirsty. <laughs> 